So this is Thursday, May 1st at IMS Discussion Group C. Okay, raise your hands again, the first first group, just so they can get a clip. You raise your hand. <laughs> <laughs> question about conceptual ideas and how they relate to the practice. Mm -hmm. um, and I hear, I hear, we hear about and read about all these wonderful and fascinating ideas like anicca and anatta and many other ideas. Mm -hmm. And um, I sort of grapple with them intellectually and think about them and imagine what the experience would be like. Um, I'm not not the experience, maybe the understanding. Well, I'm not quite sure how they, how to bring them into the practice, and how, how those actually, in general, how the conceptual ideas um, relate to moment-to-moment -to -moment experience and moment-to-moment -moment awareness, mm. as part, rather than just being some separate fascinating <laughs> thing out here. Thing to think about, yeah. Mm. <laughs> อ่าอารมณ์ที่มีตาอะไรสักตัวกันน่ะจะจับตาอะไรสิเนี่ยอืมไอ้อ่ะนําหมู่ผิดเกี่ยวมาเก็บผิดนี่ล่ะนี่
and maybe um, because the mind already has other information about it. But if you just introduce that question in a time of good practice, he says, it actually opens the mind to seeing that true nature because we're still engaging with the objects and, and, and being aware. He says, so he gives an example of, for Anicca. He says, um, we already intellectually have some idea about what Anicca is. He says, when we are practicing and we're actually engaging, we're, we're being aware moment to moment of the objects, the awareness and so on. He says, at that time, he says, we can see that the objects are known and then the moment passes and then known and then the moment passes, known and then the moment passes and the same with the awareness. And he says, that's when you can, you know, if you recognize, you incline the mind to recognizing that the moments, that every moment is new or something like that. He says, the intellectual understanding that was there before might sometimes get a deeper um, insight, get a deeper feel of what it means. I think the, uh, that, that's very helpful. Uh, I think what feels tricky to me is the idea of introducing because the tendency at the time is to go off to more conceptual thought. And I think what it means by introduce is more like just present it or something. Yeah, just one, yeah. like one word or one question. Yeah, yeah not, not to start thinking about yeah. it, yeah. And only when the practice is going well. Mm -hmm. It cannot be mere thinking. If we are merely um, like postulating in the mind about the theory, then it just stays relegated to theory. It has to be brought to bear upon the experience of the moment, of the moment-to-moment -moment experience. So it, you have to um, bring that concept to bear on, you know, as a background uh, infor information or understanding and bring, bring that into the light of your experience. So, in, yeah, regarding well, interest, the object. In so. present moment, I want to say for my interest, she will value. He says you just have to be interested in the concept. So then the mind cannot fail to notice that in every moment the object arises and then the object passes, the, the moment arises and the moment passes. And he says if this is continuously being recognized, he says at some point the wisdom can't help but... And what he wants to really caution us about is having a concept of what Anicca means already. So you, you know it means impermanence, that's about enough. He says, because everybody's experience of it is different. Some people feel like every moment is new. Some people just notice everything is eternally changing. Some people 
feel that things different, are completely different, gone. Different. Completely gone. Completely different. You know, so you and it could be something else also. We're just naming a few things. So open yourself to what your mind, how your mind will discover that. The two are rising and passing and will target time your light shaft is going. Some people think that knowing impermanence means you must see a rising and passing away, like like a some some sort of a mechanical. Mm-hmm. And he says, then they, they look for that. And he says, then the, the, the insight doesn't come because they've got their concept blocking the... Yeah, the yeah. and even... Yeah. You want to the concept. Yes. And because they have an idea of how they should see it, he said that's all they see. And even if they, they saw a rising and passing away, he says... Insight doesn't rise, just more green. It's like, oh yeah, now I know this. What do you wear? A tome? A tome. Good one. Because I saw the two yogi, they asked me, why they become changed, believing the, the, the practicing the Buddhism? They they reading and they think about the nature to Kananda. They 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 always thinking and slowly become depressed. Then they say why? I said because the defilement is very strong. Defilement is not understand. Defilement is one to permanent. But you think impermanent. The the defilement want to be happy. You think dukkha, suffering. But they don't know about the nature of the suffering. They only know the suffering is a su- feeling suffering. And then understanding got not complete and slowly, slowly become depressed. Two yogi, the Western yogi. <laughs> yeah, Western yogi. German, one is German, one is American. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes, I have a question. Uh, well, I guess. I wanted to relate uh, some of my experiences over the last few days. <coughs> Mostly I've been tormented by the defilements in a way that I have never experienced them before. Constantly. The karma I love you, yes, I said, I can't If I may touch how. The karma I love you. Even on a quiet day, I... <coughs> he says we're always tormented, we just don't know. Now you know. <laughs>
So, I guess even the insight arises and passes away. Um, but I, so, so far this morning I've been feeling like I'm struggling, like, am I ever going to see my practice improve? Even when I have insight, it passes. So I feel like I'm starting to maybe lose some confidence. So how do you have some suggestions um, on how to keep your effort consistent even when you feel like you're losing your faith and confidence in your practice? อเมเนียรอเนี่ยนี่ติเลผิดตอบลุญญาแล้วรอไม่ติอยู่ดาเมอือตบาวะนะมะเนียรอตัดตาเนี่ยแหละรอนายเลยดาตบาวะหัวห
Fireman's are always there. ก็ต้องดูด้วยอนัตตาอนิจจตะคุเดนิสนาเนี่ยตัวตั้งสองวันอนิจจตะนาเลยอ่ะอนัตตาเลยนาเลยอนัตตาละไอ้มาคอสเ
in in table tennis. Yeah, and meditation is like that. It's never stationary. You're either moving forward or backward. Forward or backward. I just, um, I'm one of the people that's been coughing, and I, <laughs> a, difference, a difference in being the cougher and the coughing is, like, a few days ago, I heard people cough, and oh, God, sick people, you know. Uh, and then I started getting, and I was like, well, this isn't me, it's not me, no you problem. understand, it's just here. I was like, huh, that goes with some of this other stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> He says, this is a sign of the ego. He says, for the ego, everything it does is better. Even, he said, even, he said, if we fart, ours doesn't smell as bad as somebody else. <laughs> somebody else's is always much harder to fart. He said sometimes, you know, you see children, sometimes they smell their own toes and stuff like that. They like their own stuff. Yeah. Yeah, he says, we like our own smells. <laughs> but another thing, that was just a brief... Uh, <laughs> it's, it's nature, he said. I'm working with relaxing at the same time that I'm working on things. And I tend to be working more... Working on things? What well, like awareness. Okay. okay. I'm tending to see uh, that I often act like one of those border collies or like a herding dog mm -hmm. who's like, you know, ready for the next, is there any uh, sounds to be aware of? Any sights? You know, <laughs> going through the list yeah. rather than, okay, let's just tranquil and awake and kind of what, what happened, which I feel like is kind of the tone here. Mm -hmm. So I just wonder if there was any... Okay. The Rita, which was I need to relax people like you are, I took to blow the Rita, I mean, the Quay Lilo, the Quay Ho Ho, ตาแลตัวจองเนี่ยคุยโลเบเรตะชิลุงจีเนี่ยบ่บ่าตาชิบ่ว่าชิบ่ตะชิลุงโลเบเรเนี่ยมึงสิกะมะยอกเลยสิ
So it's more about recognizing what's here. Picture up here to the world. Let it be what it is, but recognize. Is the mind aware? That's all. If there is awareness, then you will be able to recognize whether the mind is tense or the body is tense, you know. All we can do is examining, checking in. We don't have to search, just checking in. Mm-hmm. Yesterday, <clears throat> I was um, I did walking practice an awful lot, and I found myself actually, literally walking in circles, and walking one way in circles, counting them, very aware of the numbers, and then counting the number of circles in circles. Yeah, just I'm going this way, and then I'm changing direction. Okay, and I'm walking slow. I'm walking fast. I'm driving myself crazy. So, because I'm not a- able to to bring anything, I, I feel like I'm aware, hmm. and I know that I'm walking, and I know that I'm counting, and I set an intention to walk a hundred times back and forth because I'm not the best serious walker hmm. in meditation. But then I had to go in and sit down. And I did, I guess, a, a samadhi, a samadhi um, meditation because I had to calm down. And I actually um, felt it everywhere, this confusion, this, this anger, this questioning of what am I running from? And as I sat there, and I, I want to know from, from Sayadu if I had a visualization, and that visualization was very satisfactory to me. I'm not, it's not a, <laughs> it, it made sense. And um, I also read in the book about aware of awareness is that you don't have to find the answers. And I, I read it after I had this meditation and I was, I just felt that if I could calm my mind, then whatever would come out, whatever was holding it back with that confusion, whatever would come out, would come out. And the visualization was me actually crawling in my mind and kind of conducting who was going to talk with part of the brain and to keep the healthy part of the brain lit. And is that something that... So, sorry, could you just repeat what you got out of that, you said? Was, was that my mind is a jumble? Mm-hmm. But if I can calm my mind, mm. then I can see the jumble. Yes and then relax with it and bring out the wiser, more equanimous parts okay. that I know are in there as well. Yes. And it struck me that that visualization was so strong that 
is it something that can um, I can bring to mind mm. if I become agitated? Okay. Mm. Mm. To ตูตะแพกกูป้าชอบเตอเอาตะแพกกูแหล่ชอบเตอตูบะนะป้าชอบเนี่ยแหละตูยีนี่เลยเนี่ยตูยูรอบเนี่ยเลยตูอ่ะ
Yeah, he says, and we do that in life all the time. Yeah, when there's pressure, he says, we always use too much energy. We overexert ourselves. Yeah, he says, when we need energy to do something, he says, um, ideally, we, we should try to draw from the energy of wisdom, but we lack it. So then we use the energy of the defilements to push ourselves. <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. It's the first group. No, there's still a few people. <coughs> He said if you have a habit of knowing thought, he says then yes, it's possible to know thoughts as object or thinking mind as object, you know. He says uh, where the thinking is doing its own work, which you need to do to function, and uh, the wisdom maintains the awareness. But that only happens when the wisdom, the awareness becomes natural. So to recognize thinking every time it arises, then it will become easier to recognize thinking and no thinking as it goes on. But, it's, but still, when it arises, I mean, I worry that it's a defilement in the sense that I'm getting, now I'm getting distracted from what's really happening. Um, yeah, he says, so you have to look, you have to check for that, you know. He says, it's true that if the defile, if the, the thinking mind is motivated by a strong defilement, it could sweep you away and sweep away awareness so that you're lost in thought and no longer aware of the thought. So you have to actually check the thought to see whether there is a defilement motivating it and so on. Okay. So the practice is not to stop thinking, but to learn to think with wisdom and to learn not to think with defilements. โอ้อ่าตัตตะบาวะผิดตัวเนี่ยเนี่ยเปียเปียเฮาเลยเตียเนี่ยมาลุ่นเนี่ยไม่ชิ้นตัวมาปาวุตัตตะบาวะผิด
He says the Buddha, I mean, this is a really natural practice. The Buddha himself never said that we cannot think or speak or do. All, all he said was, do not think or speak or do with defilements. Like, do not, yeah. And, but he says, if you're using wisdom to think or speak or do, he said, do as much as possible. And then he said, purify the mind. Yes. Um, related to walking uh, practice, you know the traditional walking practice of the back and forth, you yeah. know, fifteen or twenty feet. Yeah. I, I don't do a lot of that. I've never been crazy about that. Is it decided? I'll teach. It's enough just in normal walking about it. We would do in our day here to be mindful and to do that as our walking practice. Or is it important to do some of the more traditional? ก็ออบเจกต์ก็ไม่มีความสุขนะครับโอ้ตรุมาตินทาราโหดีสงาเบเป็นนะเซอคาวโตคาวเปียชาอะไรอีจีเลยบ่สิเนี่ยชาวต
going to tell us something, but he's forgotten. Rising and passing off. I want to continue with okay. the theme of yeah. walking. Mm-hmm. Um, I walk a great deal while I'm here, uh, but out in nature and on the roads. Mm-hmm. And when I'm at home, I walk a, several hours. So what I'm seeing is developing a practice here, walking, being mindful, of, and to take this home, that I can include it. And um, one thing I noticed is I thought I knew how to do that. Mm. And I went out, and um, like I hear other people, I uh, um, imposed a program on myself. And by the end of the day, I was absolutely exhausted. And I had to sit and relax and then I saw that this is not the way to do it. So what I've been doing is to uh, engage the mind that it can go wherever it needs to, it's interested in, in the body. And this seems to bring a um, much more relaxed state of mind and an interest body's always changing, it's always moving. So I wondered if um, there might be some comments of where to take this. Uh, thoughts do come up, I get distracted, then come back to some part of my body of what seems to be calling for attention. And that's kind of where I'm at now. Mm-hmm. And you feel more energized? Oh yeah, there's, oh yeah, I'm not exhausted trying to get it's much more open it's much more relaxed and um, and actually the walking is energizing tu zinya na patalo tu di ma zinya mi ai shao tu apian tra shao de tori de ma tra shao de tu sa sa ai ma le tu mi ai shao de ai ma tong le nai shao de de tu mi ai shao ni ja de lo di a thong mu tu ai ma kho wa lu ya la bo de tu mi ai shao de so di ma shao de pi lo tu kyo ตัวเซียนมาตุกตุช็อตตัดแต่ลูเทนิราเนี่ยทําไมตุตะชาลูโลเวตุบาลุไล่แล้วสอตุกตุตั๊กมาไล่แต่ดีโลโลอ่ะ
from the practice. He says, Anicca Dukanata, forget about it. He said, knowing how to practice. <laughs> that comes first. <laughs> That's why he doesn't talk about Anicca Dukanata unless you bring it up. <laughs> yeah. what, what I really see over and over again, it's doing ซัมมิ่งดัตซัมมิ่งเนี่ยเนี่ยเนี่ยเนี่ยเนี่ยเนี่ยเนี่ยเนี่ยเนี่ยเนี่ยเนี่ยเนี่ยเนี่ยเน
relax I don't know if any of you have the, the first book. It's not available on this retreat. It's called Don't Look Down on the Defilements. And there's a picture with a, a man with a stone on his head. And it's, it says one ton stone on the head. And it's full of uh, must-bes, should-bes. Idea. Yeah, all these ideas that we impose on ourselves. Okay, very good. He wants all of us to be more interested in How this side of practice. the practice, yeah. the awareness side of the practice, not the object side of the practice. How, is, how are we practicing? How is the awareness practicing? What do you get it? What do you give it? Yeah. <laughs> he said you give as, as good... Can. You get as good as you give. <laughs> He's learning How the brain. How do you give? <laughs> We're aware. How do you do? How do you do? And, and we may not really be, be aware. aware. Mm. That's because we're not checking to see how Are you sure? aware we are. Are you sure when it's present? Yeah. Yeah, are you sure? <laughs> Yeah, sometimes we just think, like you said, we are aware. Think, he said there was this yogi who saw... So the yogi was going in for, for a meal, a lunch, and, um, and the yogi remembered thinking, I'm going to really, you know, make an effort to be aware while eating. And he says, then the yogi continued with the impression of that thought. And the yogi was eating, and he wasn't really aware, but he thought he was aware because he was still, like, holding on to the, the you know, to his thought that he was going to try to be aware. Until awareness came in. And then suddenly when he was really aware, he realized that he hadn't been aware. And that's when he realized, you know, that it was the thought that had been uh, fooling him. Yeah, the initial thought had fooled him into thinking he was aware. That's why he asked us to check whether we are aware or not. Aware. And he says, there is two ways that we can be aware. We can be aware by trying not to lose the objects, like we, we make ourselves, uh, like we are sure that we know an object. And that's how we assure ourselves that we are aware. Or, he says, we look at the awareness to assure ourselves that we are aware. Yeah, trying, he says the difference between trying not to lose the object and trying not to lose the awareness. Yeah. But he says... He feels that the, the, our practice should emphasize not losing awareness 
So checking into our awareness to ensure that it is there and clearly there. I want to do the thing. Man, the day do I am pay her. He says, when awareness is not yet established, he says, yes, we need to lean on the object to build awareness. Yes. He says, but once awareness has become established, he says, we can clearly identify the awareness versus the object. He says, then hang on to that awareness. He says, know it. Feel it, live with it. He says, like a dog on a bone. Get a grip on it. Don't let go. He says, like a dog. Just don't let go. Whatever happens, whatever happens, whatever object, whatever experience, they're not important. The awareness is important. Yeah, and when you practice like that for a long time, he said that gets rooted, you know, in the mind. This awareness, the presence, being with awareness. Yeah. Yeah. Then, the mind can think, the mind can look. Awareness will always be there, because we're hanging on to it. He says, when we run after the objects, trying to make sure there's an object to ensure we're aware, he says, it's tiring. Directing attention here and there. But that's like being a worker, he says, like being a manager. But if you are aware of the awareness, if you hang on to your awareness, that's like being a manager. Office my time, we are going there. You just sit in the office and you know all the information. But those workers, they have to run here and there. And they don't get as much money. <laughs> Manager sits there and does work, but he gets a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, because the manager has to use more of his brains, he has to use more skillful skill skills. Yeah, the workers don't have to have that much skill or use engage their um, intellect that much. Hmm. Good. There's a couple more. Um, I don't have a question. Don't don't want to say anything. Share, share. You want to share? I don't. Know. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Are you okay to practice? I guess so. <laughs> I'm not unhappy. <laughs> oh, I'm not unhappy. Yeah. Oh. But you are aware. I don't know. I don't understand the language. Oh. I don't understand the language very much. That's why I stay away from it. 
I don't know the difference between mind and awareness and object. And, oh. and I keep reading it and reading it. I don't understand. Oh, okay. So you don't do that same. Okay. No? Okay. Later he'll speak to you yeah. for a little while. Okay, next. See whether we can work it through. <laughs> it's not a bad thing. I don't have, I have the same issue. Basically. I mean, I can play with a lot of the ideas. I'm very familiar with the ideas. But ultimately, I have the same Yes, sometimes he does just say mind when he means awareness, yeah. And I'm not sure it's that same as nature of mind. So you only need to, if if they cannot practice or difficult, they need to say something, then we can have He says, well, it's good that you you all are telling him. He says, that's when he can help. Yes, yeah. Okay, next. I can open up to anybody. Mm. Yeah? No, I'll open up to Yes. Um, well, I, I want to report on uh, some experience I had. Um, I did something in my room, like uh, clip some threads with the scissors, and, you know, it was a concrete little task that I was doing and I realized, oh, I really like to have something to do like that. Um, And then I kind of got into this awareness. I really think in my life, um, I feel some disillusionment. um, Like, well, you know, life isn't going to give me what I want or something like that. So um, I, maybe I'm kind of a workaholic. I, I keep myself really busy. I, I like to have tasks. Well, I thought, I thought about this. Well, you know, one thing you can do about this, drinks, drinking, drugs, promiscuity, you know, but <laughs> if you decided those don't work, then, um, you know, just always be busy and, um, and if not physically busy with some kind of work, um, that you can kind of you know, feel good, okay, I got that done, I got that done. Or keeping the mind busy, um, reading, getting absorbed, learning. So, you know, sort of filling your life that way. So here it's like enforced no activity in a certain way. So there's nothing to do but practice. But then I also feel like we're given all these hints like how to find a needle in the haystack but never very clear directions. Mm-hmm. And it's like, almost like, well, somebody's playing a game with me, you know? So, so there's kind of this anger about it. So um, then um, after thinking, going through that process, I did sit and um, did something that, that I often do in sitting, which is like this relaxation and letting go of all... Um, resistances, uh, and then that night I I had a very a very beautiful experience of very huge spaciousness of mind and so forth. 
Um, and then the next day when I was kind of doing this, I think kind of going through the same thing, it was kind of like, um, I feel like this is breaking down the ego. You know, these instructions about awareness <coughs> and so forth. Like it's not using um, koans, which I understand are sort of to break your mm -hmm. idea that you can think things through. So I feel like this is kind of breaking down something. So I just give up and just be. That's my experience. โอ้ตัวโหดเนี่ยคันเนี่ยมาตะคุกุลุ่มเลยเลยบาลันติกะจีเนี่ยเนี่ยเลยเนี่ยเนี่ยตัวอ่าตัวที่โหดตะคุก
And what the mind is busy being aware of is this physical body. Mm, yeah, look at it. It's not too much attention to the TV. TV is too short. Yeah. TV is too short. Yeah. Uh, and you are able to be aware, he says, because clearly he, he said when you sit, you said that you sit and you 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 relax your resistances and stuff like that. And that's only possible because you're aware. You can know there is resistance. You know there is tension. I know. And all this practice is about is maintaining that knowing, keeping that knowing going throughout the day. He doesn't mind what the yogis do physically. You know, if you do nothing, just use your mind. If you're doing something, you still use your mind, you know? Yeah. He does have a plan for the future. Say the you spoken about this long time ago. He wants to set up a factory with an assembly line. <laughs> and yogi people will sign in to work as a yogi worker. So your, practi- you, your practice is to come <laughs> to in work. and work and be mindful. Inside, that will be the manager, right? Who's the manager? He's also going to be a, uh, a yogi. Because that's closer to life. He says, otherwise we have to fill our time with walking and sitting. He says, at home do we walk and sit? <laughs> Well, on, on a casual basis. Yeah. He says if we want to be able to practice at home, then we must practice when we are working. Yeah. He says we're so quiet here. I mean, both physically and um, in every way. He says that when we get back to the chaos of life, then we find it hard to practice. And we've practiced to be able to practice when it's quiet and supported by everybody around us. Yeah, if somebody else makes a noise, we get angry. <laughs> when we're at home, nobody cares. They're going to make the noise they want to make. <laughs> Go to the, the, the mall and the, you know, everybody, the music is blaring and people are screaming, ch- children are playing. Yeah. He says, unfortunately, there is not much to do here. Otherwise, he would do something. <laughs> yeah, he says he'll also have a swimming pool in that place. People will swim and be mindful. Yes, you can be mindful when swimming. Yeah, how to how to move in slow motion when you swim? You just sing. How to swim? Olympic event. Olympic event. And you move your whole body when you swim, right? Mm-hmm. Every single part of it. <coughs> yeah, you can do qigong, tai chi, yoga, whatever. He says, just be mindful. Qigong, yoga, 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 yoga,
all the all the people who do qigong tai chi yoga he says they're all very good their mindfulness is very good because they have to be aware of all parts of the body all they have to do is switch the idea nature. behind what they're doing nature. <clears throat> you know what they're noticing is all nature object. and then it becomes object and what then it becomes physical what is a mind body. and you recognize the mind the body and it becomes meditation because <coughs> yeah. in these in these exercises you you have to move many different body parts simultaneously you don't move them one at a time and you have to be aware and of leg go together mm-hmm. legs and hands together <laughs> So those who only know how to be aware one by one find it difficult to would find it difficult to do that. Yeah. Is that okay? <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> Just keep on going on, I think. <laughs> he says actually, you know, more than more than like, you know, keeping the body busy, he says it's not even half as busy as the mind is on an ordinary basis. He says the mind is the busiest thing in us. Because the mind never stops. It never sleeps either. (laughs) When you see it, you'll see it's running. But now just know your body as much as possible. Good. Yeah, the detail I yeah, right? But you have no problem with awareness, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm aware of a lot of things. So um, I've been doing this a practice for a number of years, and I, I understand the value of it. I appreciate the value of it in terms of. Uh, uh, awareness, peace, joy, compassion, non-harming. Uh, <clears throat> so I keep doing it. I'm very motivated. It all makes sense to me. Uh, but one thing that I don't understand that, that I'm interested in, and maybe maybe I, I'm not, I don't need to understand it, but I am interested in it, is I'm doing all these things and appreciating all these things, but I understand that there is no I. Um, what... Is is there one mind? Are there many minds? What is this? What is this? Okay. That it is. What is it that it is that it is not? What is this that appreciates the practice? What is this? That's what we want to know. That's why we're looking. That's why we're being aware. He said. He said, "Yeah, bale. Say the kula, miaila, bale." He says. He doesn't really want to give the game away. He says, says, yes, we've read many things. Some some things say one mind, some things say many minds. He says, but we need to find out in this framework of mind and body what the reality is. There is an analogy. Um, the the mind is akin to a river, is compared to a river where 
the river is the mind, but every droplet in it is also the mind. So we think of So we think of that flowing river as one river. So then we think of it as one mind. But then when you look deeply, then you know it's made up of many droplets. Of a whole flow, a process, flowing and and that's what it is. And we think this process, this one river is me. Well, or, but we're not even a droplet. I mean, I'm no, the me is one of those droplets. It's an idea in that mind. Yeah. So all of this, okay. So I don't want to uh, go. It's philosophical, which is yeah. not really what we're doing here. But um, just because I appreciate the practice so much, and I really get that the practice is is worth um, uh, developing. Um, this question that I have, maybe I need to just let it go into the river. Um, I just, I'm just, this, I'm just, am I, I think the question is this, the essence of the question is, am I doing all of this um, awareness, mindfulness, compassion, and all of this, am I doing it for some greater good, or am I doing, not because of me, or, in other words, what, I don't even know what I'm asking. The the Dharma is good for everything, for yourself, for others, for the universe. When there is goodness in one place, it, the goodness spreads everywhere. Everything is connected. When one person becomes becomes peaceful, he brings peace to everyone around him because if he was um, not peaceful, then he'd be giving trouble to everyone around him. So, So when, when he makes himself peaceful, he has automatically given peace. You've given it without doing anything. So we can do either we can either be peaceful or be violent. When we make ourselves the best that we can be, we're giving the best that we can be to the universe, to people around us. Yeah, he said it's like the head of a family or a government. He says, is that person is very important. If that person is... That person can bring a lot of um, peace or a lot of unhappiness to a lot of people. Right? They have influence. The Dharma is beneficial for all. For now and for later. If you believe in the next life, then it will be good then too. He will continue to serve. <laughs> the Dhamma is good for all because it is wholesome, it is wise. So.
Now when we are in trouble, it's when the Dhamma is, when wisdom is not around. Yeah. When the wholesome is not around. Yeah. Now mindful the the mindfulness piece the word about uh, the word on mindfulness it's spreading you know people are using trying to use it everywhere mindfulness piece stress reduction MBSR MBSR yeah Natasha yoga the chat the chat to branch yeah people are using it in success theories coaching you know all sorts of things. Okay. Yeah. Is it possible that people are using it the wrong way? Mm. Mm. So long as wisdom is present, when wisdom is present, he says the Buddha himself said that the Dhamma is useful not only for the attainment of nirvana, it is also useful in daily life. It's, it is useful in this world. If we have mindfulness continuously and wisdom becomes um, established in the mind, he says, then everything we do becomes good because wisdom is leading and showing the way. We make mistakes when defilements get in. When there's greed, aversion, delusion, then we make mistakes. Okay. I have one, one more question. Thinking about something more mundane about um, going home. I've thought now for some years since I've been developing this practice that perhaps uh, my livelihood is not the right livelihood. Um, I won't get into the specifics of what I do, but but I worry that um, I guess my work environment is very, um, that there's a lot of greed, there's a lot of delusion, um, and it's easy for me to get swept up in that when I'm back home. And so I was wondering if Sayadaw could just speak to what, what is right livelihood? How do we know that we have right livelihood? And when is it time to change? Well, what right? Uh, right livelihood, Tama. Tama. Wa. Wasa. Wa. Tama Aziwa. Aziwa. Tama Aziwa. Survival of Survival of the Survival of the Yeah. ไล่นาวะอืมตะตะมาสิวะมะอืมเอ่อเนี่ยตะมาสิวะมะโหเล่นเนี่ยยองนาวะดูตกขับปีไหนเนี่ยอยู่ตะมาสิวะมะโหคร
not to deal in weapons or Drug. life, you know, like people and, and stuff like drugs, <coughs> things that can harm people. But at a very essential level, he says it's not working with our greed, aversion, and delusion. He says for monks, it's it's even in the rules. Like if if monks are friendly with people for the purpose of knowing that they're doing it because they want people to become close to them, so that the people will support them. That's that's actually uh, yeah. It's a they've broken one of the rules. Yeah, it's wrong. Yeah, because the motivation is greed. Yeah, pretending, you know, lying to to earn your livelihood, um, having to to pretend or or misrepresent and so on. You know that all that sort of thing, um, taking what is not yours, like when people steal as a livelihood, things like that. Yeah, all that. <laughs> He's talking about, you know, when we relate to people, relating through fear or anxiety, um, that we say things or do things because of, not because that's what we truly feel, but because we're afraid or anxious or because of greed or aversion and so on. Um, and he said, as far as delusion, he said, you know, when we're surrounded by people all doing something deludedly, we just, our mind follows as well if it has delusion. He said, because that's what we do as children, we copy. That's how children learn. And he says, that's the, the, the habit of the mind. And it takes a particular mind to think its way out of that and make its own way, to create its own path. Yeah, he says once we have wisdom, the mind will think for itself. Yeah. <laughs> When the teacher was practicing at home, you know, doing his business and he was practice and he was, you know, being mindful all the time, he had become very calm. And so he ran his business, but he ran it ran it very calmly. And his father felt um uh looking at him, his father felt you know, like didn't feel excited by the look of his son, so <laughs> so he 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 brought him to uh, sort of like w- without saying outright, you know, he he wanted to show him like that somebody else was um, someone who was very enthusiastic about his business, so he brought very him to successful. meet a friend who was very very successful. But he says when he looked at the man, the man was running about. He had plaster stuck to his forehead, and he he looked absolutely crazy. Yes, he was very successful. He he, he looked, you know, he, he was completely 
uh, you know, caught up in everything. And he says, he looked at the man and he didn't, he wasn't impressed. He thought the man is crazy. He said, no way I'm going to do that. Because he was also running his business quite successfully. He says, so the view is different. He says, for someone who has greed and just wants success, he looks at that and thinks maybe that's the way to to succeed, to be really busy. And then he he says, very smart, very clever. (laughs) But he says, from his view, point of view, he says, with more wisdom, what he saw was that it's not worth it to be crazy like that. He says another five years that man will use his money to go to hospital. <laughs> so the view point of point of view of wisdom versus the defilements is very different. Okay. But the habit mind, the habits that we have are really the defilements. Mm. And trying to, like, yeah. from a child, you know, when you emulate other kids, peer pressure. And then in, in, we're so used to thinking that what we want may be right until we get this disquiet. So the habit has to change to an, a better habit almost, awareness habit, right view, mm. right attitude. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the habit. Yes. All habit is But as we grow older, we do actually get wiser, which is why the Buddha said that the best time is in the 40s and 50s. That's when wisdom is at its peak. Bring it up. So these studies and understand. Yeah, so we can bring it into our seventies and eighties. More, more, all that, We have more understanding, right? Yes. Yeah. And also more, more lower, more, more. <laughs> Hopefully not. Yeah, as we get older, um, our wisdom should also grow with us, he says, otherwise the defilements will grow with us. Otherwise we will grow old. Otherwise we will grow old. We must have grow up. (laughs) (laughs) You say, I have grown up. We must grow up. Okay. (laughs) My grandma is so bad. (laughs) Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.